powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to Friends, Foes, and Neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings, as what you are about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for insightful interviews with incredible people. Join us now as we delve ever deeper into the human condition. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hi. Thank you ever so much. Please, everyone, sit. Thank you. Hello, Duvall Nation, and welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. We are back with another fantastic journey into the lives of extraordinary people. Before I want to jump into this episode, though, I want to say a huge thank you to my last guest, Dr. Jill Carnahan. She was an incredibly delightful woman to speak with, and you can tell she is light years ahead of her colleagues in the field of identifying root causes of illnesses. I know that I'm going to be getting my home checked for mold soon based on what we talked about. So if you haven't had a chance to buy her book, Unexpected Finding Resilience Through Functional Medicine, Science, and Faith, you can find that on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Plus, if you haven't heard her amazing interview with me, then I encourage you to seek it out after the conclusion of this episode. All right, so welcome to episode 137, and we have a great little episode lined up for you today on the show We have Michelle Danner, one of the premier acting coaches in the business today and founder of the aptly named Michelle Danner Acting Studio. Michelle will be talking about her love of the craft of acting, how she founded her prestigious school, and we talk about her passion for directing. Plus, we discuss her feature film that she has directed recently, Miranda's Victims, starring Abigail Breslin, Luke Wilson, Andy Garcia, and Emily Van Camp. Lots to get into, so let's get Michelle out here. Duval Nation, please rise to your feet and help me welcome, calling in today from New York City, one of the finest acting coaches in the business, Michelle Danner. Michelle, hello. Welcome to the Derek Duval Show. How was the weather out by you today? Well, it's very nice in New York. I haven't been up out much, but I understand a couple of days ago it was even 64 degrees. So, mm. um, it's pretty nice. I come from Los Angeles, so not a big change. So I start my interviews off the same way. That is, how has it been for you to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic up to this point? Yeah, no, it's been a very fruitful several years. I mean, we're now going on three years, right, in March. So it's been really good, very productive. And, you know, I think for a lot of people that I know, unfortunately, for also other people that I know, it's been really tough. But for a lot of people that I know, it was a a pause, a respite that allowed for new things to come in and appear. And I particularly um, was editing a movie at that time. Uh, After that, I shot another movie. So I was really busy. I was teaching. I was doing a lot of Zoom. At first, I hated Zoom. And then I loved it. And I don't know if you hear me here in New York, you hear the sirens of the ambulance in the background. (laughs) That's how I know you're in New York. (laughs) When I do a Zoom with my sister, uh, I hear this and I'm like, where are you? Are you on the street? And she's like, no, I'm in my apartment. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. (laughs) (laughs) So every journey has a beginning. Where were you born and what was it like to grow up there? 
I was born in New York City, but shortly afterwards, my father became the president of the William Morris Agency, now William Morris Endeavor, and they asked him to open the very first offices in Paris. So when I was a little girl, we moved to Paris, and I had a, a European upbringing, um, which I loved. And, you know, I was just a, a great, a great upbringing filled with art and literature and theater and movies and everything that prepared me for the life that I have today. You know, it's funny you say, William Morris, I had uh, Ken Lindler on my show many, many years ago. Uh, he was an old uh, William Morris agent. Oh, that's how he got his start. So very interesting. So to be a great acting teacher, one must have an education in it. Where did you learn acting? Well, when I was in Paris growing up, I did the Conservatory of Paris. I started studying theater acting at a very, very young age and got involved in many school productions and created some of my own in school. And then when I moved to New York City, when I was a teenager at 13, I studied with Stella Adler and with Uta Hagen and many other wonderfully, the wonderful teachers, Stephen Strumpel, Herbert Bergdorf. And so... Um, I, I got a little bit of, of an education across the boards. Nice. So what inspired you to become an acting coach? Well, I think that I was fascinated so much with the craft of acting that I, and I was so passionate about it that I, I, I would talk about it all the time. And people asked me, can you coach me? Can you coach me? And, and I started to coach and, and I was helping people. And then my agent called me and she goes, you have an audition today in Pasadena. You have an audition in Long Beach. You have So then I was faced with having to cancel a bunch of people because I couldn't do both. I couldn't coach and run around Los Angeles auditioning for things. And I just went and I walked on the beach, which is usually where I make my most important decisions. And I decided that I was going to focus on teaching. And it worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> So is that what led you to found the Creative Center for the Arts? Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about theater. As a matter of fact, I'm here in New York. I'm only here for three days, and I'm already looking about what plays can I go see. Uh, so I'm, I'm scouting all the plays that are available. I love the theater, and I love live arts. And I think not only that, but it's important for our children to be exposed to live arts because everything is so much, you know, on the phone, on the iPad, on the computer that you um, you don't experience that feel collectively together of being in a theater and being moved and reacting to a human story that's unfolding in front of your eyes. So I, I particularly, you know, I'm an advocate of live arts and, and continue to be. And every time that I can put my energies and create something that is live, I do it. That's awesome. So if a listener was listening right now and I was willing to apply to the Michelle Denner Acting Studio, could you break down the courses so my listeners have some idea of what to expect? Yes. Well, you know, I have a conservatory. I'm, I'm, um, I have a wonderful conservatory called the Los Angeles Acting Conservatory. And so if you want to do a program of six months, a year, two years, which very, very well-rounded program that encompasses all kinds of classes that can really prepare you to go out into the world and have these skills to not only nail jobs, 
but to keep working in film, you know, in front of the camera and the theater, um, if, if that's what your desire is. Then there's individual classes because a lot of actors come to us and they already have training, but they want to keep their muscles, you know, warm. And so they want to go to the gym. They want to go to the acting gym. So we have intensives and scene study classes and improv and on camera classes. So there's an array of, you know, different courses that one can pick to keep, you know, raising the bar, to keep bettering yourself. And one of the things that's fantastic about studying acting is that there's always another place to go to. You always aspire to go to the next place. And, um, you know, there's always a chance to to get it right, uh, if there is such a thing, and, and there isn't really, but a chance to, you know, feel like you've pushed it, you've gone past what's comfortable for yourself. So those are the two the two schools. There's the Michelle Danner Acting Studio, the Los Angeles Acting Conservatory. We have a wonderful space close to Sony Studios in Culver City. And if you drive from the ocean to Hollywood, I uh, had a mural artist paint uh, in the building, you know, you can't spell heart without art. And if you drive in the other direction, you cannot make art without heart. And I love those two quotes because they very much encompass the philosophy of what I believe in. That's beautiful. So with so many methods and techniques out there in approaching to acting, what is your method for how you approach to teaching? My method is to inspire actors to create their own personalized toolbox, which I call the golden box where you apply different techniques that you feel serve you the best. Uh, you know, of course, there was Stella Adler and Lee Strasberg went to have a conversation and study in depth with Stanislavski in Paris years and years ago. They both walked away with two different ideologies. You had the group theater, you had Sandy Meisner that created, you know, the Meisner technique. And there's the method, which is, you know, the Stanislavski Meisner and then it's Uta Hagen did her own thing. And so I encourage actors, young actors, actors of all ages to keep reading all these philosophies about acting and to take the tools that work the best for them and create your own golden box. That's your own personalized toolbox. And it may change from project to project. You may be in a different place. You're going to use this or you're going to use that. Um, but, um, you know, to keep to keep reading and watching interviews and reading about actors processes, I'm very fascinated always to hear how actors work, you know, whether they are very technical, if they're more instinctive, if it's a combination of both. So you have over 29 years of experience as a teacher with the innovation of green screens and such. How have your methods evolved over the years from when you first started? Well, the craft of acting is the same. There is a difference, obviously, if you're working in the theater. I always loved this quote, and I always quote it. It's Walter Matthau said that when you do theater, you play tennis. When you do movies, you play ping pong. And when you do television, you play marbles. <laughs> so the work, the techniques that you apply are the same to create the character, to break the script down, to use, you know, things that emotionalize you, triggers. What changes is, you know, and, and you should always ask when you're on set, is this a wide shot? Because then you know you're going to put forth more energy or is this a close-up? It's a little bit more intimate. You're going to contain it more. So those are the techniques in film that, you know, you, you work on and you're aware so you don't do too much or you don't do too little, which is also, you know, 
not a good thing. How do you find time with your running the school to doing your own acting? Well, I've been doing a lot of directing lately. I just directed a wonderful movie that Miranda's victim about the, the true story, what happened to Patricia Weir, and that created the Miranda rights. I never knew what that was about all these years. You have the right to remain silent. I never questioned it until I read the script. And I said, oh, my God, nobody's ever told this story. How crazy is this? It's unique. And so we just premiered at the Santa Barbara International Film Festival with an extraordinary cast. I mean, I, you know, Donald Sutherland and Andy Garcia, Abigail Breslin plays Patricia Weir, Emily Van Camp, Josh Bowman, Maria Reynolds, Brent Sexton, Enrique Morciano. The list goes on and on and on. Uh, Nolan Gold, Dan Loria, I, did I say Kyle McLaughlin? I don't know. It was just, you know, Donald Sutherland, uh, you know, just extraordinary. So uh, Ryan Felipe, Luke Wilson, like, those are all literally all the people that are in this movie. It, it's extraordinary. And they, they're so, they were so great to work with. So to answer your question, so I, I still teach. As a matter of fact, I have two big classes coming up and I taught in December. But obviously, if I have to go on set and I have to direct, I have a really extraordinary faculty of teachers, which actors should always, you know, um, try different teachers, you know, so you expand. So that's important. And I'm just so happy everybody, our, our students love our teachers. And it's because of them that I'm able to go, you know, direct or act or, you know, some. And then I come back to the classes more invigorated, <laughs> you know, more excited to share my knowledge. You are an accomplished director, no question about it. Not only screen, but of also a stage. What about directing appeals to you so much? Well, it has to do with the composition of the painting. You get to pick the canvas. You get to pick, you know, what you paint with, the brushes, the colors. You get to sign it. And it's truly, you know, when you're acting, the theater is an actor's medium. You get to sign it more in the theater. But when it's a wrap on a set, you can go home and have your own postpartum depression because you don't know what's going to happen. It's the director's vision, really. And I wanted to be able to formulate the vision. What are your favorite memories from the first time you were behind the camera? Well, the first time I was behind the camera, I had a very romantic dream about the director of photography this was ages ago and I realized it wasn't about him <laughs> it was more that the camera there's something very you know erotic about the camera it comes inside of your soul and it takes from you and you know it's it's a very uh, intricate powerful sexy relationship so that was you know I was surprised <laughs> A dream that night. I was like, whoa, what kind of a dream is this? But I understood what it was. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I love working uh, on set and I love working on stage. I really love all of it. They don't have a preference for one or the other. People always ask me, would you rather direct or act or, you know, I, I or teach all of it. There's no no preference. I'm in the moment with everything that I'm doing. Okay, Devon Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break right here, but we'll be right back with the conclusion of this interview with Michelle Danner. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that drink and take some super long deep breaths, you know, <laughs> Clouseau style. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Please give your attention to a few friends of my show, and we will be right back. Enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder... Can I make a podcast? 
but it seems so complicated and good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podtastic Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is Podcasting Made Easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podtasticaudio.com slash easy. Duval Nation, Derek and Mindy Duval here to talk about Jerky Pro, the standard in premium beef jerky products. The Derek Duval Show and Derek and Mindy's Fun With Movies is proud to be sponsored by the team at Jerky Pro. As a veteran, I am always the first to support veteran-owned businesses. Setting up shop in 1987 and founded by military and paramilitary veterans, they have set the bar for how beef jerky is processed, flavored, packaged, and sold. With strict quality control standards, Jerky Pro offers many flavors that are sure to please any beef jerky connoisseur. From the standard original flavor to honey glazed, peppered, teriyaki, sweet barbecue, or if you're brave enough, the fierce red hot, there are many flavors guaranteed to entice your palate. Offered in various sized packaging, use promo code DUBAL37, all in capital letters, at checkout to receive a 5% discount. Remember, folks, if your beef jerky is not making your mouth water, then it's not Jerky Pro Beef Jerky. Jerky Pro, the standard in premium beef jerky products. Hey, this is Patrick Baker, and you are listening to The Derek Duvall Show. Check out my new single, Sorrow, available on all major streaming platforms. And you can check my site out at patrickbakermusic.com. Don't leave my upper Teachers, do you ever have these feelings or have been told these things? Do you want Kleenex for your classroom? Maybe you should think about buying your own with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one. Surprise! Budget cuts! Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir, part strategy, it is available on BookBaby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on Warriors. We've got this. Hey, it's Presley Tennant, and you're listening to The Derek Duvall Show. You can find my brand new EP, 600 Miles, on all streaming platforms right now. Guess it's hard to hear a heartbreak 600 miles away. 
X Radio X. We are two ex-college radio guys who became ex-professional radio guys who are now professionally guys in other professions. Tune in as we discuss music. Okay, right there. Let's just stop right <laughs> there for a moment. That up. We don't. All right. Let's just break down those three things. I feel like we're playing one of these things is not like the other, but the answer is every single one of these things is not like the other. That's right. The state of radio today. In the year 2525. Oh, I love that you're singing. You're welcome. And anything else that pops in our heads. See, you're you're stuck in an infinity loop if you don't take <laughs> the am. pill, because then you'll never know to take it again. <laughs> it's not like hip-hop, good, marmalade, eh, spick and span, great for cleaning. He didn't say anything. Even if we come back, things will never be the same again. Dun, 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 dun. It's the final <laughs> countdown. I don't know that I, I can't, I can't with confidence say that I want it that way, because that would mean I know what that way is. X Radio X, listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. This is Janae Sergio, life coach, combat veteran, and best-selling author. I invite you to purchase my new book, Perfectly Flawed, A Veteran's Journey from Homeless to Hero. In these pages, you will learn about the lowest struggles of my life to the absolute triumphs that have made me the strong woman I am today. Follow along as I talk about homelessness, my naval role in Operation Enduring Freedom, navigating insurmountable odds, and how I dealt with and overcame them. You can find Perfectly Flawed on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Welcome back to episode 137 of the Derek Duvall Show. Let's get right back to it with the conclusion of our interview with famed acting coach and director of the film, Miranda's Victim, Michelle Denner. You just mentioned earlier Miranda's Victim. What appealed to you about bringing this story to the screen? Well, first of all, I'm a huge crime mystery person. As a matter of fact, I've gotten so much flack throughout the years from my family. Oh, you're watching another Dateline. Oh, you're <laughs> watching another, you know, 48 hours of forensic files or unsolved mystery. You name it, I've watched it. And I'm just fascinated how people, you know, activate the dark side of them, you know, when they could have done something else. So when it was offered to me, this email came, you know, you always remember pivotal moments in your life. This email came to me on a Sunday night and I looked at it and normally I don't really, I'm not really the one to answer. You know, I sit down with my assistants the day after we answer emails, but this time I said, yeah, I said, send it to me. I'm interested. I mean, it's right. I thought to myself, they must know this is right up my alley. And then I read it and it went through, you know, a phase. I think they, um, they went and looked for other directors, and but I think ultimately I won them over with my vision. It's awesome. So when I told my listeners that you were going to be on the show, I had them send in some fan questions, and some of them were really bizarre, but some of the most intelligent ones I'm going to go ahead and ask you. And the first question is, why did movie studios stop putting introducing in their credits? Yeah, well, not everybody does it, the movie Tar does it at the beginning uh yeah it became it became something i don't know the reason why my son who studies theater and film at usc could probably tell you why but it did it has become something but i i did the credits at the beginning of miranda's victim of the movie i like the credits at the beginning unless you know i'm sure there's different reasons not everybody does them at the beginning but it seems to be a trend i think maybe they want to plunge their audience more into the action immediately as opposed hmm. to sitting through, you know, who's contributed to the movie. Um, I think it has to change depending on what the movie is. Hmm. 
Uh, the next fan question was, everyone comes to Hollywood hoping to make their acting dreams come true. As an acting coach, how do you manage the expect, those expectations to a more manageable reality? Well, first of all, I'm a great believer that anybody can make their dreams come through. You just have to want it. You have to. I mean, I remember, for instance, with Miranda, at some point in the process, I said to one of my producers, I want to make this movie. And, you know, I haven't said that about everything. And it taught me something. The moment you say it, you send the message to your body. You say, I want it. Um, that That's powerful. It really sends, you know, a really important message. And because, you know, just like in acting, if someone is doing a scene and their want is not powerful, it's not going to be a great scene in acting. And so in life, you have to really know what you want. So I really believe people can get their dreams. There's room for everybody. I mean, look at how much content there is on every single platform, everywhere, and theatricals coming back. I mean, slowly, but it is. I think people can get their dreams. So it's not so much about managing expectations, but about you know filling them with the possibility of getting their dreams. Next fan question, as an acting teacher in the age of Me Too, how are you preparing your students to be aware of toxic behavior on sets and such? Yeah, we, we talk about it. I mean, I think that it was a very good thing that the Me Too movement happened. Obviously, you know, Miranda's victim, the movie I just directed, is, you know, before the Me Too movement. It's about assault and about a courageous woman in 1963 that decided she was going to speak her truth. I think that, you know, this will continue on. It's not because there's the Me Too movement that it's going to stop. You know, check people out. I mean, there's obviously we have a wonderful now tool, good and bad, you know, the internet. So you can check people out if they're not on IMDb Pro and they tell you, you know, come to my office and my penthouse, then, you know, you know, either it potentially they could be some famous European producer that could give you a job and change your life. In which case, bring somebody with you, bring two people with you, protect yourself, take care of yourself. Don't put yourself in a situation that, you know, can be dangerous. James Lipton once famously said the greatest guest he ever had on Inside the Actor's Studio was a former student who had conquered the acting world, that being Bradley Cooper. In your years as a teacher, who would be the student that fits that criteria for you? Oh, wow. Well, there's too many to name, but I'm just going to name one that I just worked with. So Enrique Morciano, a wonderful actor that's done tons of great work. You can look him up. He was on Without a Trace and the wonderful show Bloodline. He plays a character, Detective Cooley, Miranda's victim, and he is absolutely fabulous. He gives uh, just a performance that takes your breath away. He's just so good and he's nuanced. Um, so I was his first teacher years and years and years ago. And he said I was the first one that believed in him. And, and I did. I immediately saw his talent. And every single time I made a movie, I mean, this Miranda's victim is my sixth movie. I would always call his agent to see if he was available. And he never was available. He was always doing a show or a movie, always. And so with this movie, they also said he's not available until July. And I called him directly. And he wanted to do this movie so much that he asked, you know, get them to kill him off on, on the show. <laughs> so he come do the movie. He, wow. um, I always knew that he was going to succeed because um, he, first of all, had the talent that it takes. But also he had what Stella Adler, I remember, used to say, which was the talent 
for the talent. It's not enough to have talent. You have to have the work ethic that goes with it. The push past what's comfortable that will get you to where you want to go. And he definitely had that. And I've observed that. And I think if we're talking about Bradley Cooper. I have read extensively about Bradley Cooper. And I remember reading somewhere, I think he did an NPR interview when they said that his singing teacher came at seven o'clock in the morning. And that singing teacher said, I never came for anybody at seven o'clock in the morning. And that is just to show you the, the work ethic of Bradley Cooper, how it took him four years to work on A Star is Born. And he's just a hard working person that takes risks. And that I think is a great prescription for an actor. That's awesome. So with the release of uh, the Miranda victim aside, what is next for you? Do you have a, is there a book maybe? Oh, well, I'm working on my book called The Golden Box about the techniques of acting. And, and you know, it's the, you can't be too much of a perfectionist, but you have to be somewhat of a perfectionist. So I keep adjusting it and changing it. It'll, it'll come out at some point. I'm working on it. But I do. I have several movies in the works that are in development. And I'm, I'm reading scripts and I'm getting offers. And so, uh, yeah, I have some, some really great projects that I'm working on. I'm really, really excited. Are you going to be teaching directing in your classes? One day, one day, probably I will. Uh, right now I teach the Golden Box, which is a master class, and I'm teaching one in April. I teach um, Breaking into the Industry class for actors every three months uh, on Zoom. So they have techniques, you know, tools to help them to strategize their careers. I'm about to teach an intensive master class, a scene study in a month. Uh, so in between directing, I love to teach. So as we enter the final phase of this interview, I always like to ask one fun question. And that is, when you aren't working, directing, or teaching, what do you like to do for fun? How do you relax? How do you unwind? Are there shows you're into? Music? Oh, yes. All of it. I go to the theater. I watch movies, music. I love to play tennis. I love to swim. I love to play ping pong. But more importantly, I love to do all those things with my two children that are wonderful and supportive. And they've come on set with me. And they're just wonderful kids. And we watch shows together and movies and do all kinds of fun things. So what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? Um, well, I think there's the Instagram, Michelle Danner, LA. I'm so bad with this. Uh, MichelleDanner.com. <laughs> you know, I think if you just punch in my name, things come up. So I end my interviews with my favorite question. And the question is this. If the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you would like to say to the people of Earth? Oh, that's a big one. Keep being kind to one another. Simple and to the point. Love it. Michelle, thanks for taking the time to come on the show today. Congratulations on all your success, and I look forward to seeing the film when it's released. This has been a real treat. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And just like that, Duval Nation, we come to the end of episode 137. I want to thank Michelle for taking the time out of her incredibly busy schedule to come on the show and speak with me. What an extraordinary woman. And I am absolutely honored to have her grace this show with her presence. And I want to wish her all the more success for her future. Okay, tune again next time as we showcase another extraordinary person. I have a really good episode coming up in a few days. So be sure to keep checking your favorite podcast streaming channel for that episode to drop. Also, 
I think it's fair to ask, have you enjoyed this episode? <laughs> I truly hope you have. So please go hit that subscribe button to keep up to date for when new episodes drop. Also, if you're feeling generous, drop us a review. We love reading what our listeners have to say about us, good or bad. We do prefer good ones, though. We are still enjoying our partnership with the amazing Tee Public. The Derek Duvall Show has a great little store on there. And we have everything with our logo on it, including magnets, stickers, and mugs. Plus, we have some really fun t-shirts on there that Mrs. Duvall and I added. There are some truly fun ones, so please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com. Go to the banner on the left that says Merch. Click that, and you'll be taken to our store on Tee Public. And once again, I want to thank them for being such great partners with the show. On behalf of myself and the entire team here at The Derek Duvall Show, I want to say to each and every one of you listening, take some time out of your day today to compliment someone. Now, don't be creepy and end up in HR, but just tell someone they're doing a good job or they look nice today or just something. You will be amazed at how far a simple compliment can go in brightening someone's day. No star, God bless, and see you next time. Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, for links to merchandise and to explore past episodes. Please find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Derek Duvall Show.